I'm Cindy Verbalin, along with Ray Carr and the star of our show, Jeffrey Mark. This is called Hitting the Mark, and this week we are talking about Yarmy's Army. I always felt that I was in Yarmy's Army on a pass. Uh, let's throw some names at you, and let's tell you how I got into it. One of my best friends in life was Jack Riley. Jack, we've already talked about Jack on our program. Um, I met Jack because I was interviewing him on camera for a documentary I was writing and producing with my partner, Rob Corsini, about the Bob Newhart show. And, and Jack and I just became thick as thieves. Jack was in a musical in Los Angeles that starred Carol Lawrence. And uh, after closing night, Jack threw a party for all of his friends and the cast. Uh, my dear friend who just passed away, Johnny Crawford, was there playing the piano. I sang. And there were people there from the Army's Army. And Jack introduced me. Uh, he'd mentioned how talented he thought I was. They wanted some writing done to help somebody out. And I volunteered to do it for free, for charity. So they invited me to come into the Army's Army. And that's how I got involved with the group. Sure. But, you know, you go around that room and you, 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 I was looking for a peer and I couldn't find one because of the age. And, oh, there's Jonathan Winters. Oh, there's Peter Marshall. Oh, there's Jack Sheldon. Oh, there's Don Adams. There's Don Knotts. There's Pat Harrington Jr. There's Shelley Berman. There's Steve Landisberg. There's Harvey Corman. On and on and on and on and on. And uh, they hazed me. The first meeting, they introduced me as a new member and turned to me and said, okay, now there, 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 um, there was a song. We had a theme song written for us by Jack Sheldon. And I can't tell you the name of it because it's filthy, but the name of it was, we are a funny bunch of blankety blanks. What does it rhyme with? Uh, a driving trucker. Got it. <laughs> Jeffrey, I, I had something that just crossed my mind. During this process, doing all the things, you were kind of like the <clears throat> so-called custodian, if you will. You, you mentioned sweeping up and all that, um, metaphorically speaking. What was the most difficult thing that you had to overcome to make all of this work? Uh, people's egos. Uh, if you're talking about the big picture, um, uh, again, talking about being there on a pass, I was not as famous as most of the people in the room in the beginning. Now, today, I may be the most famous person there, which doesn't say much for the group. But back then, I was the least famous person in the group. Uh, people's egos. You had to be careful what you said and how you said it, which, which leads up to my being hazed. Uh, it was difficult for me also because to this day, historically, I am the only openly gay member of the Army's Army. And there's a lot of testosterone in that room. Men who were old enough to be my father, men who were old enough to be my grandfather. Uh, it wasn't like I got blackballed. I could have been. That was the rule. One blackball, you were out. I wasn't blackballed for being gay, but I was given a lot of crap for being it. And I had to stand up to it, finally. 
And I did, and I wish I could tell you what I said that, that got my respect of my peers. I will only tell you that it came out of Ronnie Shell's mouth, another, <laughs> another big name, Ronnie Shell, who would needle me by anytime there was anything in the news about being gay in front of the group. Oh, there's a new book out that says that Paul Newman was bisexual. Hey, Jeffrey, is that true? And I would <laughs> look at him like, I didn't sleep with him. How would I know? But I got tired of it. Let's see if I can clean this up. And I said to him, Ronnie, I let you pleasure me once. And right away, I'm supposed to know everything gay. Only uh -huh. I didn't say pleasure me. And the group got hysterical laughing. <laughs> because Ronnie's a little homophobic. And was a, Ronnie, in his later years, became a bodybuilder. It was all about going to the gym and building big muscles. And rough testosterone, rough. And the idea that I implied that he had passively performed some sort of act on me, the gay man, uh, just fractured them. Even Ronnie had a laugh at it. But I never got hazed after that. That was a problem. The biggest individual problem, I had a radio show on KRLA in Los Angeles, once a week variety show called The Jeffrey Mark Show. And Ron Carey, bless his heart. If you don't know Ron's name, he was in, does, he was in all kinds of movies and television shows. He was a regular on Barney Miller. He played the- uh, Love it. The cop, the cop who was in the uh, uniform who wanted to be a detective and never quite made the grade. And Ron was a regular on my show. He was on every week doing bits for me. And I called Ron, or Ron called me uh, at the station to talk about what, what are we going to do tonight? And I said, well, what do you feel like? What's, what's, what's funny to you today? And he had a history that I knew of. And I said, Ron, are you having a stroke? Yeah, yeah. I said, hang up. I'll get the police. And I realized that I didn't have his address. And I called Howard Storm and we had an ambulance and police sent to get him. And uh, if it had happened when he was not on the phone with me, he would have died. You know, what do you do when someone is that ill? Uh, Ron had three or four strokes in the years I was part of the Army's army and I spoke at his memorial service. Uh, so that's hard. When, when, when your friends get sick, um, everybody really who was really famous at Yarmy's army with the exception of Peter Marshall who is still alive but not going anymore and Howard Storm uh, are dead so all the people all the famous names I'm mentioning funeral memorial service funeral memorial service being a speaker at and uh, that's heartbreaking but you have to look back and go, I was there on a pass. I got to sit with these men. Um, we're going to talk on another show about my friend Bob Schiller, who was one of the original writers of I Love Lucy. And uh, I, I brought Bob one night to have dinner. And the, the fur was flying fast and furious. And I tried to get a word in edgewise. And Bob like put his hand on my hand and said, shh they can remember the jokes faster than you can think them up. 
sit here and be a sponge and learn. What wonderful advice. So mostly I, I sat there and laughed. Uh, another difficult thing is when people misbehave sometimes. Mayor Dick Reardon, who is a lovely, lovely man and today is clean and sober, was a member of the group. In those days, his honor was not clean and sober. And he'd come to the meetings and occasionally he'd bring a niece along. Oh. Now, it is a show business axiom. It's a joke that middle-aged and older men bring their nieces to functions. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a punchline. But yeah. he did this. And I, I'm sitting one night with them. I just worked out that way. So Dick is two, two chairs over from me to my right. His niece is in between us. And I'm sitting there. And the meeting is going on. And I see her, her hand goes into his lap. Uh, her hand got very friendly in his lap. Then her hand went into my lap. Wow. And her oh. hand got very friendly in my lap. And I looked over at Dick and he winked at me. So he was aware of what was going on. He was enjoying it. I couldn't say a word. I couldn't, I couldn't take her hand off my lap. Anything I would have done would have become obvious and an insult to Dick. So I had to just sit there and let her have her fun. And I may be a gay man, but I'm not dead. I responded. Uh, she was a beautiful girl. How old was she? Young enough to be my daughter. 23? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Ish. I mean, she was legal and she wasn't stupid. I don't remember how he knew her, hmm. but she was intelligent and gorgeous and was... Um, putting her hands to work on both of us under a table during a dinner with 30 men watching. Jesus. What do you do? I just sat there and smiled. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Wow. You know, it's like, it's like of all the people in this room who would have loved to have been a part of this, why in the world? It was almost like Dick planned it uh, as a joke. Or I never asked him, or he was looking for us to have a threesome, perhaps, afterwards. Uh, I, I left immediately. I, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not facing any of this. I am going home immediately after this meeting. But So stuff like that would come up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The name of the show is Hitting the Mark. I'm Jeffrey Mark. And today we're talking about my friends, Yarmy's Army. <laughs> 